It's intern John. Football is back, and this commander season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Huddle Up and Win Sweepstakes. You could win up to $10,000 cash or autograph commander's merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayHuddleUpAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure commander's fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Commanders. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. And welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful that we have launched season four of Adventures in the Spirit on the Charisma Podcast Network. And this is being distributed, uh, cross-posted on multiple channels right now. Um, And I want to encourage you guys, if you need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I have a free PDF available for you called How to Receive the Baptism with the Holy Spirit. That PDF to sign up is in the podcast description. It's in the podcast notes. It's a Bible study with an activation for you and your friends to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You could do it personally. You could do it uh, with small groups, with church groups. And people are reporting having received the baptism of the Holy Spirit as Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we exist. Fireborn Ministries exists to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. So jump into that free PDF download, How to Receive the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. But enough of all that, guys. I'm so excited for today's podcast episode. I have Stephen Maddox, who is known as the Dreamer Guy. He's a producer, director, writer, dreamer, and dream interpreter. He wrote a book called The Dream Book, available on Amazon. He he was mentored by John Paul Jackson, and it led to an impartation of the prophetic and understanding dreams. And even today, if you have a spiritual dream that needs to be interpreted, you know, I encourage prophetic people to start commenting, chatting in, in there uh, and, and blessing one another. But he's got principles and key insights to dream interpretation and testimonies and will even interpret a friends of mine dream. So please help me welcome Stephen Maddox to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Stephen. Thanks for having me, Jared. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. I've been very excited to have you on, on this podcast because I myself am a dreamer. And that's actually how the Holy Spirit got a hold of my life when I was about 11 or 12 years old, beginning to have spiritual dreams. And even though I was a rebellious teenager, um, I wasn't fully serving the Lord. He was still speaking to me in dreams. A lot of them were quite liberal. And that was one of the main reasons why I came back to a relationship with Jesus and was empowered by the Holy Spirit. So you've, you're, you're a dreamer. You were mentored by John Paul Jackson. So I'd love to know your personal story of how, when you started dr- uh, dreaming and 
that whole process of learning how to interpret dreams? Well, I've been a dreamer my whole life. And so it was very interesting. My mother and grandmother, they were prolific dreamers. And so uh, in like 1991 or 92, John Paul Jackson came to my church and I had no idea who he was. And uh, I sat by him or something. I touched him, brushed up against him or something like that happened. And uh, that night I had five dreams about him. And so he was there to speak for the weekend. And it just so happened that they set up this meeting for the leaders. And my wife and I wound up sitting right by him. And so he spoke to all of us and had some prophetic words. And he actually prophesied over my wife and and I. And uh, we were getting ready to leave. I got up and uh, I just kind of nonchalantly said, you know, I had five dreams about you last night. And he turned around and looked me right in the eye and he said, what were they? And I was taken aback because most people aren't that into dreams. And I had no idea this was a huge part of his ministry. And so I told him what they were. And he said, write them down and bring them to me tomorrow. And so what happened was they were uh, two things that no one knew about. And the other three dreams were things about what he was going to do in the future. And so within a week, uh, we were on a phone call. And then the next thing I know, uh, I was being mentored by John Paul. He took me and a friend of mine to uh, the UK and we traveled and, uh, it just started happening like instantly, uh, a connection. And, uh, so I would call John Paul, the poor guy, I would call him, you know, every day. And I'd say, okay, I had these six dreams last night. (laughs) So he was very nice about it. But then after, you know, a couple of months, he goes, okay, Steve, okay, we got to do something. (laughs) because I can't be interpreting all these dreams. And so what happened was he started writing this course on to help people understand their dreams. And so as we developed that, and we were doing that in the morning, what happened was my wife and I wound up moving to Texas to be with him, uh, to be, you know, mentored more on a daily basis. And I went into a Barnes and Noble bookstore And when I got in there, I noticed we were looking for some books for our kids. And I just saw all these dark books on like witchcraft and all this weird stuff. And then I saw a a man in the corner reading one of these books to some kids. So I went up to the lady and I said, uh, the manager, I said, would it be possible for me to interpret dreams here? Hmm. And this lady said, I will let you do it if you interpret my dream right now. And I said, okay. And I mean, I was, a, I was way in over my head. And so uh, I'm taking, I'm just trying to remember everything John Paul's been teaching me. And she tells me this dream and the Lord just immediately tells me what it is. So I tell her what the dream means. And it, the response was way different than I thought. She began to weep hysterically and ran away. And I looked at this, this guy who had brought me, uh, that I was with, 
And I said, well, that didn't go like I thought it would. And uh, so we waited, you know, a few minutes, maybe five minutes. She she came back and said, can you be here Friday night? And I said, yes. And so that Friday night, what we did at Barnes & Noble in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, was we had our worship leader on the piano and he was doing worship songs. You know, we weren't singing because they wouldn't let us do that. Then we had all these people browsing and looking at books and they were all praying. And we had a line outside the door of people coming to understand their dreams. We led so many people to Christ. So many powerful things happened. The next morning I got up and she called me and said, we had an overwhelming response. The people want you back. And they said they're willing to pay for you to come back. And I said, we don't want money. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it. No, you know, no charge. It's, it's an honor that you're having us there. So she said, I'll make the flyers. We'll send it out. You guys come next Friday. And guess what? We were there about three years. Wow. And we saw it spread across the whole world. I mean, people, it was a way because, it, you know, I'm an evangelist. So in the 80s, I used, you know, I started with four spiritual laws, but then I wound up into kind of power evangelism and, you know, getting words of knowledge and stuff. And I, I moved into that world and that was a lot of fun and I was doing that. But people were really getting burned out when, uh, and you would notice walls go up as soon as you mentioned Christ or something, they would get a little taken aback. So I was like, Lord, what? What for this generation would open up a way to get into their heart and, and share about you and who you are and how we're created, this kind of thing. And so dreams just fit because you would say, did you have a dream? Like you said in the beginning, we all have dreams and God is talking to all of us, whether you know him or not, he is giving you a dream and he's warning you and telling you about himself. And so, uh, it's just the way it's happened, and it's still that way. And now I get invited to things like this, but also things that are totally secular. Uh, when we released the book, the dream book, we this was funny, and I loved it because I wrote this book for anyone. We were number one in the new age for like six weeks. And then we were like number in the top five in the charismatic and then we were in the top of dream books. So, so we were reaching all these people that are either knew the Lord and, and wanted to learn more about what the Lord's telling them or people who are seeking for a God that they have no idea who he is. So we were, you know, really excited about that. My wife and I and, and uh, are enjoying what God is doing through dreams. You can hear God's voice and prophesy every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful eCourse, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, 
comforted and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, as I shared earlier, the Holy Spirit was giving me very literal dreams when I was a, a teenager. I don't think I started having symbolic dreams until really after I was on fire for Jesus. And so like a literal dream, uh, to me, it's, you know, it's just plain as day. But symbolic dreams, you know, the metaphors or even the personal language or the personal understanding, you know, I'll, I'll go to the scripture, you know, to to find what the scripture is saying about these things. But I also know that things mean differently to some people. So I, I personally try to, um, you know, just encourage people to go to the Holy Spirit for the interpretation and things like that. Um, what have you experienced in that, like when it comes to some of those yeah. things? So what happened to me was in the middle of all these things happening that were amazing is I had an epiphany. Uh, I was very trained very well, extremely well with John Paul Jackson. But what happened was I realized that he gave me real estate that he had never had a chance to build on. Like he, he was helping me understand really the next part that we needed to go into with dreams. And so uh, I realized like you, that symbols aren't one size fits all. Cause God never does anything like that. It's always unique to the individual, just like our fingerprints and our DNA your dream life and dream language is going to be like that because you know if i'm from africa might that kind of a dream and the language used there in mine there's no way that's going to work and even the way we're brought up and the money and the schooling and all these things will impact so in the book really what i found out is that your life's purpose is really what your dreams are driving you to and once you find that purpose, it opens up your dreams because then you understand why the Lord is telling you to go to this school and not that school. Why the Lord is telling you to move here. Why the Lord is telling you and showing you things about even your marriage or how many kids you're going to have. All these kinds of things are to do with really why we're here on earth. And so uh, the book goes into that world and it really changes the paradigm. So instead of looking on Google for all these weird things to see what might work or whatever, you you can you just they open up because you know if I'm going this way, God's gonna lead me this way. Right? You're you're going towards your purpose. And if I have a dream and it's telling me to go that way, you automatically know, okay, this is not. I'm not, I'm either not understanding the dream or this dream isn't for me. This was a pizza dream, right? Some people call them. So, uh, you know, you, you have to, obviously it's hard to do an elevator pitch on the book, but it does help. I'm getting such good feedback. It's like a game changer. There's not a book like it about dreams. And uh, then you start to realize the symbols that you have 
And like you said, you find those in the scripture, you read parables, you, you see they're all there, you know. And it's interesting to think when Joseph had his dreams, because dream language was was prevalent. It's the oldest language that we have. And so when he tells his dreams to his brothers, they're immediately mad. Why? Because they knew what it meant. Yeah. They didn't have to interpret it. And even when he had the other dream and it involved his, his mother and father, his dad's like, really? You know? If, uh, and so it's very interesting when you see throughout the Bible the way it happened. But in those dreams he has, it's what he did and who he was and what he knew. And that's really what our dreams should be. Healthy dreams are going to be what you know, what you do, and who you are. And that's how you can really tell they're from God. And you look at the baker and the cupbearer, the dreams they had. It was who they were, what they did, right? I mean, it's like, so that's the kind of dreams I look for. I help people to look for. And those are the dreams that really can change people's lives. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, how do you go about interpreting dreams? Like say someone wakes up from a dream, they know it's from God. Uh, it's it's not pizza dream, you know, it's not chemically induced or whatever, you right. know, and but they're praying into it. And for me, the dream keeps coming back to me throughout the course of the day. You know, mm -hmm. it's I'm pondering it. I'm meditating on it. You know, sometimes an interpretation can come immediately. Sometimes it, it takes a while right. or like even my wife and I, we help each other, you know, like, yes. and now God is using her to to interpret dreams. Um you know, so for someone who wakes up from something and they're looking at, okay, what does this mean? How does this interpret? What are some of the things you encourage them to do? Well, first of all, write the dream down. And if it's a long dream, you don't have to write the whole thing, but you write down the specific things that stick out. But you write down enough so you can recall the whole dream if it's really long. Hopefully, they're shorter dreams. <laughs> Uh, those are easier to handle. But like you said, you ponder it, you pray into it. And if it's really a God dream, those kind of dreams are interesting because they almost haunt you, don't they? It's like the Lord is saying, I'm trying to tell you something. And he's going to use other methods like we know. He uses the scripture. He's going to use other people. He might give you a prophetic word. Uh, you know, like when I, uh, and sometimes you totally miss things. Uh, so like, you know, when I was younger, I had all these dreams about writing and all these dreams about people giving me typewriters and all these kinds of dreams. But in my understanding of my life and who I was and what I was supposed to do, I was always tabling those dreams because I'm like, well, I'm not a writer. I'm never going to write anything. I, these dreams don't even make sense. So a lot of times the dreams that, um, are so much bigger than what we ever imagined about what God could call us to be or to do. We discount those. So, so you have to look back and say, wait, God's been pushing me towards this, and this is actually who I am. And when you look at Scripture, it's very interesting because Moses probably wouldn't be the guy you want for your spokesman on your uh podcast we know that he stuttered very bad can you imagine he's 
God tells him to do it, and he goes up, and he gets before the king. He probably has 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe five. Who knows? He's all, he can't say it. I mean, it's, it's comedy. Now, I'm not making fun of that, people that have that, but you're like, why would God do that? But, but that's the way we look at some of the things he's called us to do. We're like, I could never do that. I'm not qualified. And that's really what qualifies us, because then God can be so big. And then when people see you, they go, I know that person. That's God. For them to be doing that now, that is amazing. And you'll notice the anointing they have is just, you know, enormous. And so uh, those are some of the other obstacles, too, because you'll you'll look at a dream and discount it when it's really the dreams you're supposed to look at. So it's an interesting uh thing and but the main goal is to begin to agree with God about your life. Here's a scripture that most people don't like much, but man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. <laughs> so we have a plan and in your plan it might be great, but God's saying, "Okay, I want to just move you over here a little bit and this is it for you." And it's a perfect fit. But we kind of struggle with that. But as soon as we let God take us there, that's really when life opens up. And that's really a big piece of what the book is about, how to learn what your purpose is. Your divine, I call it divine purpose through your dreams. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I've had situations where people are like, they give me a dream. And oftentimes for me, it's, it, you know, it just kind of bubbles up and, and they're like, yeah, that's true, like with the interpretation. But mm-hmm. I've also had times where it's like, um, I'm not sure. Like, it's almost like, oh, you know, I think I should know this. Like one time I, I had this, I was on this phone call and this person shared a dream with me. I was like, I, I'm not sure. Then I hung up. But immediately as I hung up, there was like an airdrop from the Holy Spirit. And I received the interpretation, yeah. called them back and be like, here's what happened. Here's the interpretation. And it spoke to them. Uh, and then other times, like I've done seminars and churches and we'll have people start submitting dreams. And then there's sometimes where it's like, I just, I'm not sensing it, but I'm like, I think someone else here has it. And then God starts using people in the audience. Do you have any uh, stories similar to that? Yeah. So there's two ways to interpret a dream. And one is revelation. And that's a very good way. And and I I do that. In certain circumstances, you know, we pull in our gift and we go, okay, this is, I feel like the Lord's saying this. And the other way is relationally. You know, when you're in, you know, Joseph's brothers would be an example and in other things and, you know, your wife and you talking through dreams. But it's, I love when God gives us the answer and I love when he holds it back. Because in that moment, what you did was you crowdsourced. You said, okay. And you probably don't even realize that a lot of people's lives were changed in the audience because it was it could have been maybe the first time they spoke up or first time they interpreted a dream. And then that sends them into a whole different uh, understanding of who they are. And those kinds of things are very powerful. So uh, but it is rough when you're on the spot, you're on a call and you feel all the pressure Someone tells you a dream and you're like, you know, and you're like, okay, Lord, you got to back me up here. But I love the integrity you have. 
because you have to have the integrity of saying, I don't know. And I remember one time, you know, 25 years ago, we went to a church to interpret dreams and teach this course, a friend of mine and I. And we got up and we weren't sure what to do. And we said, well, we'll just start in interpreting dreams first because that'll be, you know, that's easy for us. I think we said something like that, which you should never say, right? <laughs> we did not get one dream. It was the most embarrassed we've ever been. We were like, and even the guy who brought us, he knew us very well. And he's like, okay, what's going on? And so, you know, just be honest. And, and uh, but God will back you up. You know, humility goes a long way in the kingdom. He's just with you. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, but there's a huge learning curve. Yes, there is. I mean, it's taken, I think, years for me to kind of, you know, understand. And there's still a whole lot more. And there's more mysteries that he unveils and revealing himself through it. Um, I, I've One thing that I've seen is some people tend to, they have a dream. And then they they tell you what the main subject is and, and some of the focuses. I know that John Paul, you know, had a, a dream journal that I used early on. That really helped me. But then some people start going into the small thing over here that's not really a focus. Right. You know, so what would you encourage someone like, even though they might have a very vivid spiritual dream from God, the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. ministered to them in power and graced them with this. But when they start kind of going off into the weeds of it. Right. You know, yeah. like for me, I'm like, hey, paraphrase it. You know, like what's the main focus? How did you see it? Were you in it? Was it through your eyes? Was it through someone else's eyes? What would you do in, in something like that when someone's well, kind of fearing off? Yeah. So what I do, number one, is because, you know, most of the people on the earth, they're having dreams and they're about them. So I mm -hmm. tell them, always look at your dreams. You're the focus. And I don't teach sub focuses or anything anymore. I teach everything else in the dream is either an opportunity or an obstacle. And I've just learned that through interpreting over and over and over again. But as soon as I, like you said, as soon as I start looking at like, well, what was this little thing over in the corner? Uh, it really does ruin the whole idea of the dream. You're looking for big picture. It should be very simple to identify what's happening. And it's normally about yourself, I would say, 90% of the time. Prophetic people like you, you may have more than 10% of dreams about other people's or nations or things you're working with. But most people, it's going to be about them, their job, their future, their marriage, how they're handling uh, things in their life, and uh, also encouraging you in your purpose and and motivating you to go forward so dreams are like uh i like to think of it as is a father who loves his son or daughter and he's he's telling them something and it's like there's a note on your pillow in the morning and sometimes the envelope is open and you just take it out and you go oh i understand it and sometimes it's sealed the envelope and you open it up and it's like, I don't know what this is. 
And those dreams are awesome, but those are normally for a, a future time. And that's where, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, people think deja vu kind of stuff. Hmm. And it's like, uh, because, you know, the Bible says he seals our instructions to keep us from doing the wrong thing. And so you'll find yourself in a place or at a time and you know how that, that feeling is. Everybody's had it and you walk in, you go, wait, I've been here before. What is this? Mm-hmm. And what I always do is I look at my wife and I say, are we in agreement on we're supposed to be here? Or are we supposed to leave? Because there's really only two answers to that question, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm loving this. And um, man, you're speaking my language, spiritual language. Um, we do have a dream that was submitted through a Facebook group that I, that I'm the administrator for. And it's from someone by the name of Amanda from my Facebook group. And so I know that you've had had time to pray through this. And um, she said that in this dream, a friend and I were in a big rig with, with our two nine-year-old girls. And I was backing it down a steep grassy hill driveway a long hill and at the bottom were smaller cars and I had to slow way down so they could have time to move out of the way. They were taking forever. And once the cars moved, there were Hispanics with cases of water and holes where the cars had been. They were trying to move and my friend got out to help them. And I ended up going off course and around to the bottom. Then we took our girls to an outdoor place for a play date, dinner, and then that's where the dream had ended. I know that you've had time to pray through this. So what does the yeah, Holy Spirit reveal to you? I'll tell you. I mean, I've only had it, you know, maybe an hour. But I really yeah. feel like this is part of, you know, destiny. I th- I feel like uh, uh, her and her friend, uh, and it could just be her, but I think it's her and her friend are they feel like there's no place for them. It's like they went, they went past all this and they went up and they spent some time with the Lord and uh, they had their, you know, their kids with them. This kind of thing was going on. And they're like, look, we've, we, we've got to get going. And it feels like they've been backing up because when I look at this thing, it, time is always in a dream are implied and so you're thinking they had to slow way down uh so they could t- have time they feel like it's taking forever these cars have to get out of the way so i feel like there was other ministries or things going on where god has meant for them to be and they're kind of in the middle of this right now and they're waiting for these things to get out of the way and then what happens is they they realize there's something underground that god is doing he's kept hidden it's a move of the spirit and that's why these these guys have this water and they're there and they're hidden and they're revealed and once this thing's revealed it's like they get a passion to help them and to figure out what what to do with this move you get it because them being in us uh this um big rig they're they're carrying a lot of weight right and we're talking about the kabod of god right the weight the presence of god these this girl and her friend or lady and her friend and their and their kids 
And it's interesting because it's going to be generational. And that's why the kids were with them. So it's going to impact their family. And they're going to do something there. It's going to feel like they've gone off course, but they haven't. I think it's divine. I think the Lord gave them a time of rest. He took them up to like a high place. They got refreshed and got uh, imparted some things. And now they're going down to where they're needed. And uh, it's a prolific dream. And, and then I think, uh, you know, in the end, it's like they're in a place with the kids and fellowship. And uh, it's, it's like, but it's massive change that's going to come to them and the people group that they're going to discover. So, and it could be in another nation, it could be something, but it sounds like the beginning of a, of a, a move of God that they're going to stumble onto. Well, awesome. Thank you so very much for that. And Amanda, I hope that that blesses you. Um, I'm going to send this to her automatically as soon as we're done here. But Stephen, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and for more information to connect with you? Uh, they could go to the website, dreamerguy.com. And then I'm on Instagram, uh, the dreamerguy11. And I have... Um, a little Instagram page there and I do stuff all the time and I give away secrets about understanding your dreams and symbols and all kinds of things. So those are the two best ways. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much, man. This is, this is my world right here. So Steven, I want to ask you to come back to adventures in the spirit sometime soon this season. So we can pick up where we left off. And we could know what the Holy Spirit has done in your life. So thank you so very much for being my special guest on Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.